Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is... Scenes of Sexual Nature. It's a British comedy drama film starring Ewan McGregor. The film is mostly based on a series of seven loosely related stories of couples in North London. The scenes appear out of sequence and jump back and forth between one story and another. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another Fandor video podcast. That's the enthusiasm I love right there. (laughs) Well, my co-host isn't here, Chris <laughs> Kelly, but Britt is here. Pew, 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 pew. All right, we have a super special guest because um, normally I don't know the people we're interviewing, but I've been friends with this person for 17 years. Uh, she's a leadership expert, polar explorer, mountaineer. She survived sub-zero temperatures, hurricane force winds, sudden avalanches, had a career on Wall Street. She's a big-time keynote speaker. Uh, She delivers resounding leadership messages, and now she is a film producer. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Allison Levine. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. And first of all, I didn't know this was going to be video. Oh, (laughs) well, you look great. I thought it was audio only, but anyway, good to be here with you. What a good friend you are, (laughs) Human. Look at her clothes in the background. I put on a little lipstick or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You look great. my hair. Allison, uh, now you're going to have to help me. Uh, Congrats on your film. Can you pronounce it for me? The name of the film is called Pasong in the Shadow of Everest. And you guys just got into the Santa Barbara Film Festival, correct? We did indeed. We're so excited. It's going to be our world premiere at the festival. And we'll be um, showing on, so far we know for sure, the 3rd and the 5th. March 3rd and March 5th. Okay, so first of all, tell us what the movie's about. The movie is amazing, if I may say so myself. So, Pasang Lamu Sherpa. What is the hero of our documentary? And Pasong was the first female Sherpa and the first woman from Nepal to ever summit Mount Everest. And the reason her story is so amazing is because she saw these men climbing Everest, right? All these men from Nepal and Sherpa men climbing, and she wanted to climb too. But the government of Nepal would not let female Sherpas climb at the time. They really expected women to stay home and cook and clean and take care of the family. And 
Pasong, even though she couldn't read, couldn't write, and couldn't even speak the national language because Sherpas speak a different dialect than the rest of the people in Nepal, she had the courage to fight the government of Nepal for equal rights for all women in Nepal. And she was finally granted access to the mountain because um, her point was, you let all these foreign women come here and climb this mountain that's in my backyard yet I'm not allowed to climb it because I'm Sherpa. And for people um, watching and listening, Sherpas, by the way, are an ethnic group. They're a minority ethnic group in Nepal. They're Buddhist and a Hindu culture. I know a lot of people think Sherpa means carrying things up a mountain, but the Sherpas are actually an ethnic group. And so she fought for equality. And I just thought it was amazing that she had the courage to go up against the government and say, look, you let all these foreign women climb this mountain. I should be allowed to climb as well. And she tried... Uh, three times unsuccessfully to climb, um, to make it to the summit. She finally summited on her fourth attempt in 1993 and became the first female Sherpa and the first woman from Nepal to reach the summit of the mountain. But she died on the way down. Yeah. So she terrible. never got to tell her story. And we really think this is an important story for the world to know because she was a hero, right? And it really proves that regardless of race, gender, socioeconomic background, you can change an entire country if you just have courage. Let me tell you that the footage we have of her funeral looks like Princess Diana's funeral. It mm. looks like the whole country was out in the streets crying, mourning the loss of their hero. Because when she, when she reached the summit of Everest and they radioed down with the news, she was instantly catapulted to hero status. And then, you know, when it was reported that she actually didn't make it down alive, the whole country just felt that devastation. And she's super famous. She's sort of the the Rosa Parks of Nepal. She's super famous in Nepal. There's a mountain named after her, a hospital, a street. Every kid learns about her in school. She's on the Nepali postage stamp. Wow. But no one outside of the country knows her story. And we think that it's time to change that. So, um, I, gosh, there's so much, so many questions to ask. Yeah. Since she did her thing in terms of summiting, have there been other female Sherpas as a result of her? Yes, there have been dozens of female Sherpas and Nepali women who have summited Everest, who were inspired by Pasong and her story. And so she really broke through that glass ceiling for other women in Nepal. And um, we're seeing a lot of, you know, pretty pretty big accomplishments from Nepali women. There were um, three three of them that climbed K2 a couple of years ago, an all-women's team, and they're really breaking all kinds of barriers in the mountaineering world. And Pasang was really the person that, you know, showed them all that it could be done. So Allison, um, listen, a lot of people pull at Allison, including me. I have pulled at Allison. I've said, Allison, can you help me with this? Can you do that? Um, why did you say yes to this movie? And Because you say no to so many things. Why did you say do, yes to this? I do have to say no to a lot of things. I said yes to this movie because Pasang Lamusherpa is someone who inspired me personally. So mm. um, the fact that she had three failed attempts on Everest really resonated with me because I was the team captain for the first American Women's Everest Expedition. That was in 2002. We were sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. And we actually ended up having to turn around just a couple hundred feet from the summit due to bad weather. So it was mm. this 
very high profile expedition because we had all this media coverage as the first team of American women to attempt Everest. And then we didn't make it. So it was this high profile failure. And I really internalized the failure. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to go back. I don't want to fail again. And then I learned about Pasang's story. And I thought, wait a minute, if this woman can go back, if she has the guts to go back to that mountain four times, then certainly I can get up enough courage to try it again. So I went back to the mountain in 2010 and ended up summoning Everest. And it was the completion of what's known as the Adventure Grand Slam for me, which is climbing the seven summits and skiing to both the North and the South Pole. I think there's about 20 people in the world who've completed it. But at the time, there are only you know, a couple of us. But just thinking about Pasong and the courage it took for her to go back to that mountain, that's what really, you know, that was part of what inspired me to go back as well. So I feel like we need to really honor the people that paved the way for mm -hmm. other people to achieve big things. And she is definitely one of those people. So we interview uh, a lot of like directors and actors, but rarely do we interview producers. Tell us exactly what your role was for this movie. <laughs> um, so gosh, I've had to have my hands in a lot of different areas of the film. I actually came up with the new title, Pasong, because I, I wanted people to know her name. I wanted people to remember her name. So there was this amazing documentary called The Eagle Huntress. And it's about this 13-year-old this girl in Mongolia who became this amazing eagle huntress. But I, don't, I actually don't remember her name. And a lot of people talk about the film, but they're like, you know that girl in Mongolia, but nobody knows her name. And I wanted people to know her name and remember her name. So I actually came up with the title of Pasong. In the early days, I was flying all over the country pitching corporate sponsors for funding. I can't even tell you how much money I spent on airfare, <laughs> just wow. flying out to meet with various CEOs and marketing teams. Um, I created a lot of our early material for our pitch decks and our pitch emails that went out to people. So, um, and I brought in um, numerous other executive producers onto the team as well. So uh, yeah, it's been, and also was um, instrumental in, we had this Indiegogo campaign. I think the majority of the Indiegogo donors, the money we got came from my contacts. So it's been, you know, fundraising has been a major, major part of my responsibility, but I've also been involved in the creative end as well with the pitches and the decks and the title and things like that. Are you going to be... Oh, the producer ahead. role can be so, you know, so varied. Yeah. And uh, it's just, a, you know, sort of... A, well, a, a, I mean, who saying, we well, need to talk to more producers and, and share how... Um, how you know, critical they are to the process. Um, There's little things too, because sometimes people who are really great on one aspect of the film, they might not be the best copywriters. And so mm -hmm. when I would mm -hmm. see, you know, when you, you have one shot typically at approaching somebody for funding, and if you send a letter that has bad grammar and lots of punctuation errors and just isn't very clear, you're just going to get a no from that person. So cleaning up the copy, there are little things that people can do to make sure that they're going to get the best possible results from their marketing materials and their pitch letters when they're trying to raise money. And bad pitch letters can just end all all potential sponsorship discussions right there. So that's one of my things is like, I really want to make sure that pitch letters that go out are well-written and creative and clear and, you know, are, are effective. Wow. Allison, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that you had time for us. 
considering... I'm always making time for you, human. Come on. <laughs> um, what... Do you have a favorite moment in the movie? Uh, my favorite moment is, I think, just... It's a very poignant moment, but it's where they're bringing Passong's body down from the mountain. And it was the first time that a body had ever been brought down from high up on the mountain because it's incredibly dangerous mm. to try to retrieve bodies. And most of them are left on the mountain and given a, you know what, people will say a prayer, there'll be a little prayer ceremony maybe in where they were left on the mountain. And, um, but very rarely, especially back then in the early nineties, it's easier now to retrieve bodies from Everest. I'm sorry that I'm talking about such a morbid topic. No, it's, it's easier good. now with these helicopters and the long haul lines. But back then bringing a body down was unheard of. And the fact that a team uh, risked their lives to go up and bring her body down and just to see her coming down, you know, with this team bringing her body down, just really struck me as a memorable moment in the film because it it just shows how important she was to the people of Nepal and how many people's lives she had affected and the fact that people were willing to risk their lives to bring her down to give her a proper burial because in the Sherpa culture it's incredibly important to have a proper burial because people believe if there is not a proper burial that the soul will wander in a state of unrest for eternity. Wow. Yeah. So most of the people that have been left on Everest are, they're wandering. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, um, <laughs> let's, uh, are you going to be at the premiere of your film at the Santa Barbara so Film Fest? The first, the, on the first showing on March 3rd, I actually am booked for a speech in Florida oh. um, outside of Jacksonville. So I'm going to miss the March 3rd, but I will be there for this Saturday screening on March, March 5th. 5th. Uh, Chris, Bryn, maybe we should go down. Mm, yeah. 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 I mean, what do you think? Uh Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, all right. So listen, let's, uh, let's get off of your movie just for a second. I, uh, you personally, tell us three movies that really inspire you. Three movies that you'd like to share with the world. Oh, one that I... A documentary that I watched in December that I've thought about every single day since I've seen it is an incredible documentary called Dear Zachary. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Dear Zachary, please give this one a watch. It is the documentary that changed the bail laws in Canada. Like they sent a copy of this documentary to every member of parliament and they changed the bail laws. So um, it this film is about uh, um, these two, the filmmaker, the guy who directed, produced, did the score, wrote it, did everything. He was, his best friend was shot and killed when he was 28 years old. He was a doctor, his best friend was a doctor and he was shot and killed by a psycho ex-girlfriend. And shortly after he was murdered, they found out that she was pregnant with his child. Mm. And so this filmmaker set out to um, make a film for the child. And he wanted to interview everybody that knew the child's father and he wanted this child to know about his dad since his father had been murdered and the film takes some really tragic twists if you can imagine it going more tragic than that but um it's like get your kleenex ready because this this is such it's such an incredibly moving documentary all right give us one more give us one one more 14 peaks <laughs> this is the movie that I keep telling Bryn to watch. And Chris, you got to watch this too. I tell tell him what it is. I've watched it four times. It's on Netflix, everyone. All it's right. on Netflix. It's about a Nepalese climber named Nims Perja who set out to climb all 14 8,000 meter peaks in seven months. And the fastest that it had been climbed prior to that was seven years. And everyone wow. told him it was impossible. And he named his project project possible and the film is so incredibly inspiring it really is i mean allison actually you know one of the rare times she actually called me she goes you got to watch this movie and then she hung up (laughs) (laughs) um uh, two last questions allison before we let you go uh will do you see yourself producing another movie um that's a no. Okay. That's a no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, I thought that this was a, like, a fairly small budget project that was going to be, like, a year or, you know, maybe two years max in the making, and it has been multiple, multiple years, and as often happens, the budget has crept up and up and up and up and Surprise. up. Surprise. So every time you think you raised enough money for it to be done, you need to raise more money, and I realize, mm-hmm. again, this is just, you know, part of the process. It's very common, but... Um, <laughs> so that's a no. Hey, Chris, know, Chris, do Chris, do you relate to what Allison just said about? Oh, being absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I like pr- to know like once you raise this amount of money, we're good. But then it goes up and up and up. But no, I was, I'm yeah. glad we had the budget creep because we have a much, much better film now than what we would have had a couple of years ago. So I have no regrets. All right, one last question. Uh, remind us what. 
day your film is screening and what's the film festival? March 3rd and March 5th, Santa Barbara International Film Festival. I hope to see all of you there. And Allison will be there on the 5th if you like want to corner her and ask her a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah, and I promise like I'll brush my hair for that. Put on a little lipstick, much better. Me, me, me too. If you listen to this, you hear me here and you come to the festival, please come up and say hello to me. All right. All right. Well, Sounds Allison, like thank you so much for your time. We wish you nothing but the best, and uh, congratulations on on achieving this. Any filmmakers out there, do not give up. Do not give up on your film. Make it the best possible film it can be, even if that means adding time and adding budget. You don't ever want to look back and say, "Oh, I feel like it could have been better if we just had this much more money and this much more time." Like, make it the best possible film you can that it can be. And I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to say that about our film. Touche. All right. Well, there's nothing more to say. Allison, we will see you at the Santa Barbara Film Festival. I'll be there. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now in Fandor is Scenes of Sexual Nature. It's a British comedy drama film starring Ewan McGregor. The film is mostly based on a series of seven loosely related stories of couples in North London. The scenes appear out of sequence and jump back and forth between one story and another. That's F-A-N-D-O-R, the home for cinephiles. 